Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We got to reset. We laid the foundation, and it's going to be uh, up to Ryan and myself to find those missing pieces, add some depth. Max strips it! My oh my! Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable! WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson, for the fifth time in his young career, has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Are you ready? From the athletic, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Uh, sort of a special edition of the Hogan Johns podcast here. Uh, it'll be a short episode, but one we wanted to get to you as it is day three of the draft and it is snowing outside. <laughs> Absolutely. Brutal. It was 67 and sunny, the perfect spring, late April day. And now we could have four to eight inches of snow. Welcome to Chicago, David Montgomery. <laughs> right. At least he's from the Midwest. The Cincinnati guy played at Iowa State, so uh, can't be that crazy. I take full blame because I have now put my winter coat away for the summer twice, and both times I did it, it snowed three days later. It's a rookie mistake. You've been here long enough. You've grown up here. You should know to keep it at least through the first week of May. But, yes, absolutely brutal outside today. Also, I apologize to my neighbors. I definitely will not be shoveling. Uh, I do not shovel after April 1st. See, this is the type of snow you just you stay indoors for a day. And by tomorrow, midday tomorrow, half of it will be melted. The sidewalk should be clear. They should clear themselves because of the heat, whatever. But, yes. Maybe you put your your snow jacket away in a couple of days here. Yeah, I'll just I'll just keep it out there till June. Uh, that's not why you called though. That's Adam Johns. I'm Adam Hogue. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue H O G E at Adam Johns J A H N S. You can read us wgnradio.com/slash/bears and the Athletic. Subscribe. You still got that subscription thing? Welcome, Adam. Yep, still works. So theathletic.com/slash/welcome, Adam. You can get forty uh, percent off. Uh, the subscription fee there for The Athletic. All right. Uh, the reason why I wanted to get you a quick episode was, one, to get our quick reaction on the David Montgomery pick uh, in the third round, but also uh, you're going to hear from Lou Ianni, who is Northwestern's running backs coach. Why are we talking to a Northwestern guy about a Iowa State pick? Well, he was at Iowa State, recruited David Montgomery, also recruited Kareem Hunt, at Toledo, both of them play in the same college offense. Trust me, you're going to want to hear from Lou Ianni the connections here and why he's a good fit for the Bears. So that's coming up in a second. But first, Adam Johns, your thoughts on the pick, and uh, really, when you this kind of always happens, but now you look back on it, the pick's made, you put the pieces together, and it's like. Yeah, this uh, pretty much made perfect sense all along. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I like two running backs in this draft. It was Miles Sanders from Penn State and David Montgomery from Iowa State. I, I thought Miles Sanders was the better player, uh, a bit of a faster player. I liked. I absolutely love what he did, filling in or taking Saquon Barkley's role after he left, you know, for for the draft himself a, a year ago. But 
Sanders went in the second round, which meant to me, you know, if, if you're the Bears operating with the, the mindset that I have, my, my, my love for these two guys, then yes, I, I like the Bears' move. I wasn't surprised. I think the surprising thing would have been if the Bears actually stood pat and hoped that David Montgomery felt to the number 87. But once you saw the Rams move up and grab Daryl Henderson at number 70, you knew Ryan Pace was going to have Joey Lane working those phones. So absolutely love the pick. I think he's a day-one starter, a day-one contributor, all the above. Could he be faster? Sure. But he's a lot of things that Jordan Howard is not. Yeah, it's funny because I kind of had my own cloud of players that I liked in this third round. Um, it, you know, uh, I'm not going to name them all, but uh, Lane, the the corner out of Michigan State, Chase Winovich, who I've mentioned a few times out of out of Michigan, the edge rusher. You had him as a first round pick in our mock draft, I think, right? I think I did. I think he's going to be good. This is the, if he's good, it doesn't matter. Um, by the way, I think I got two picks right. You got one. I don't think Fishbane got any. All that matters is Joe Romano, <laughs> our beloved producer, was 100 percent wrong in his. It's his selection with the first overall pick. Just saying, Joe, when you listen, just you know, keep this as a note for next year. Yeah, the whole thing got kind of got derailed with the number one overall pick. Um, anyway, there there was basically everyone in my cloud of players for the Bears number eighty seven actually went between seventy three and eighty three, and it started with Montgomery at seventy three with Bears traded up. So I guess the point there is at least. I think it's good the Bears traded up, and it's something that you know. I was even on the radio a couple hours before the before the draft started on Friday night, and I and I said, I mean, I I basically said I'd almost be surprised if the Bears don't trade up because it's Ryan Pace's mo. They don't have a pick till number eighty seven. They need to make sure they get their guy, and you know, there's going to be somebody that they have zeroed in on that they really really want, and I think it's pretty clear that was David Montgomery. Pace made it sound like it was a coincidence that a running back was available there, just like he said he was comfortable with his running back room uh, a couple days ago. I think it was Tuesday when he had his pre-draft press conference. Look, that may be true, but when the draft started to play out in the third round and he saw his cloud of players start to shrink and David Montgomery had that Bears helmet box, where that means he checks off all five characteristics that Ryan Pace wants his scouts to look for in draftable players. He had them all. He stood out there. So you knew Ryan Pace. Obviously, he knew he had to move up to get this guy. He didn't want to move on to his next cloud. So, look, I don't get why he's criticized for moving around in the draft. If you look at last year, this year, teams do it. They target certain guys, especially in the middle rounds. This was a guy that checked off every single characteristic they want in their players on and off the field. So I think you have to commend Pace more often than that when he makes moves like this. Yeah, and, and honestly, number one, um, the culture fit. It's If you've paid attention here the last four or five years, that that's what it's been all about for this team. And David Montgomery fits all of the culture, not just in terms of a competitor. Uh, you're going to hear from Lou Ianni here momentarily. Not just hyperbole talking up his guy, but crediting Iowa State's turnaround to this guy and what he did in that locker room. Uh, And then another plug for The Athletic, I read a story from Bruce Feldman this morning from a few months ago, I think going back to the fall actually, about uh, a kid uh, in Ames that's sick, that David Montgomery befriended and has been a huge part of his life. So this is a a really good kid that fits in this building. Uh, the Athletics draft analyst, Dane Brugler, described him, or he was told by coaches there that he was a culture changer. 
So he's that type of personality, which is a lot different than I should we should say than, than Jordan Howard. Forget the the physical talents, the the culture changer description doesn't really apply to to a Jordan Howard. And, and look, they're just different people. I, I get that, and we want to be fair to Jordan Howard, who is, who is a good back, you know. Though it should be noted that the Eagles did draft Miles Sanders. The aforementioned Miles Sanders. The Eagles did bring him in to be in the same backfield as Jordan Howard. Montgomery's an Eagle Scout. And he's not like a nerd, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, like a football star, but he's an Eagle Scout. This is a guy who is a, a leader, just a, a driven person on and off the field, obviously checks off all the right marks, you know, all the right boxes, I should say, for the Bears. The kid's an Eagle Scout, Adam. I mean, how many football players do you know that are Eagle Scouts? I don't know many. I don't know many. Uh, here, here's what we're going to do. I, I want to talk a little about about the fit within the offense, too, so, you know, on the field, how this will all work. First... Let's hear from Lou Ianni because he touches on this a little bit too. The comparisons to Kareem Hunt. He knows both of them very, very well. Uh, so here it is. The interview with Northwestern running backs coach Lou Ianni who recruited uh, David Montgomery to Iowa State. Lou Ianni is the running backs coach at Northwestern. You might be saying, why are we talking to a Northwestern coach about David Montgomery? Well, Lou help recruit David Montgomery to Iowa State. So he knows him better than anybody. And first of all, Coach, thanks for taking some time on a Saturday to talk to us. Uh, but also, it has to be pretty rewarding when you have one of your guys uh, get drafted into the NFL and right here in your in your own backyard going to the Bears. Yeah, thanks, Sam, for having me on. It's, it's, uh, it's awesome. You know, my wife and I were watching the draft yesterday, and when his name came across the screen, we jumped up and woke up our kid. So it was a fun night all around. We we were we were just elated that he FaceTimed me like about probably about five minutes after he talked to Coach Nagy and the GM Mr. Pace and we were here. It was just awesome to see the joy and jubilation on his face. Yeah, and and um look, you know him better than than anyone because you recruited him. What can you give us a little scouting report on what the Bears are getting here? Oh, uh, this guy, um yeah, you're in a complete back now. He's a three-down back football lines. He can run it. He can catch it. Uh, great hands. The best route runner and hands I've had at that spot as a coach. And I've coached uh, a couple other folks. I coached Kareem Hunt in college. I coached David Llewellyn, who's with the Tennessee Titans. And I had some other guys who have been all conference type players. So I've been, I've been fortunate to be around some pretty good guys. And he's got some really good characteristics that are high level. And then his ability to make guys miss in tight spaces is, um, is pretty special. It's probably his best trait. Um, but the biggest thing he's got is he's got a desire to be the best he can be. And he's got a relentless work ethic. He's a high character guy. He's going to, he's going to walk into that building and immediately help bring, um, that, that team up another notch, which is already a pretty, pretty successful team. So I'm just excited for the opportunity he has, especially in Coach Nagy's offense. Yeah, Coach, I've already heard some of the uh, some of these stories of David Montgomery working out late at night and, and uh, being a big part of that <laughs> culture change at Iowa State. I imagine uh, you you played a role in some of that and have uh, some of those stories yourself with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of them um, from him like working out at midnight and uh, like 11 o'clock at night, and we're, as a coaching staff, we're, like, finishing up, and we, we're like, what's going on out there? And this guy's just in the indoor, the music on, doing drills and stuff. And you come back, like, 
a month later, and then it's him and like four other guys. And then you go back a couple months later, it's him and like uh, and the, a couple position groups are half the ball. You know, it was contagious. It was infectious. I'll tell you a funny story. It was his freshman year. I think we lost a close game to uh, Oklahoma State. It was a road game, and uh, we got home late, uh, like at midnight or whatever. So I'm in my bed. It's, my phone rings. It's about two, two o'clock in the morning. And so when you get a call like that as a coach, you're thinking, "Oh no, what's going on?" And I see David. I answered, I was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, coach, I need some help. I'm just like, oh, no, what happened? You know, it's freshman year. What's he doing? Disappointed after he gave up. He's like, I don't, I need, I need some help. I need the password. I was like, what? I need, I need the password. Password for what? He's like, I'm at the office. I'm trying to watch this game. I need the password to the computer. I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, so the kid, he, he just, he, he was like so obsessed with being the best player he could be. He'd be up at like two in the morning watching film. You know, back then. So, um, I just think he's, he just fits Chicago, that blue collar mentality, that Chicago toughness. Um, I think he's just going to be a perfect fit to the city and this football team. Yeah, and that was all going into that 2017 season, right? Which was sort of a, a turnaround. It, certainly his breakout season and then sort of a turnaround for that Iowa State program, uh, with, with Matt Campbell as the head coach. Tell us a little bit about what happened. I mean, you kind of touched on it there with with his work ethic and kind of changing that culture, getting guys to buy in. Uh, but certainly, mm-hmm. he had a breakout year. I know he ha- has that record for most missed tackles in that season. And I believe you even mm-hmm. got a, a running back uh, coaching award out of it too that season. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I, basically all I had to do was put him in the press play. It was great. Um, <laughs> You know, that year was special because, you know, after that, his freshman year when we struggled, I think we were like three and nine or whatever. He really took it on upon himself that he didn't want to be a part of that again. And that's when he started working out on his own late and started bringing his teammates with him. And we got to that season and, you know, <clears throat> you know, we in the program knew this kid was something special. I always called him a captain without the feet. I thought that year he should have been a captain he, because he showed so much leadership at a young age and whatnot. But if you watch our game against Iowa, it was a, we lost the game in overtime. It was like 44-41. But he's going against like those three NFL line. They had three great linebackers led by Josie Jewell, that great D-line they always have. They always play great defense. And he had some runs and some catches in that game that I mean, were incredible. I mean, it was just like, and I think back then kind of showed our team, like, and I was always consistently good and well-respected. You, uh, the Big Ten Northwestern fans know the battles Northwestern Iowa's had. But, you know, that's a big rivalry, Iowa State-Iowa. But you watched that game, and even though we lost it, you saw this kid was special. I mean, he was truly special. And then we go in, I think it was um, two weeks later, and we had to go to Norman. And, uh, or a couple of weeks later, we went to Northern Oklahoma and we didn't have our quarterback. Our quarterback ended up getting kicked off the team. And uh, we go in there and they're ranked number four in the country. They're the Heisman Trophy winner, Baker Mayfield. And we find a way to win that game, uh, in, in, in Northern Oklahoma. And David was instrumental because he, it wasn't like a flashy game, but it was tough yardage. He had a couple big pass plays where he popped the ball and made some guys miss. And his leadership on the sidelines that game reminded guys that, we we got to play four quarters. We got to finish. We got to do these things. I mean, it was instrumental in that win. And then the same thing with the TCU game a couple of weeks later where, I mean, we get, we really couldn't do much 
spread the ball, but his leadership, his mentality, the way he controls the sideline, controls his teammates, they keep pushing. It was evident, you know, and it got us a, a chance to compete for a conference title. We ended up winning our bowl game that year. He's just, he's everything you want in a football player. Um, leadership character-wise and whatnot. I know he's not the most explosive or the fastest guy, but, you know, when you talk about heart, character, determination, desire, he's got those things, and those things carry a lot of weight when you play big-time ballgames. Talking to Lou Ianni, who's Northwestern's running backs coach and Coach David Montgomery in college at Iowa State. Um, it, there's a couple interesting coaching connections here because, and you brought up Kareem Hunt's name earlier, you recruited Kareem to Toledo uh, before you went on mm-hmm. to Iowa State. And, of course, Matt Nagy had Kareem Hunt in Kansas City. And really, you know, last year, uh, you know, covering the Bears all year, it was obvious that he was kind of craving getting that type of uh, piece to the puzzle in his offense. And and so because there's this connection here, they both Hunt and, and Montgomery both played in Matt Campbell's system. Uh, it, there seems like, to, as you brought up, be a fit here within the Bears system in that similar role. How are those two players on the field uh, similar in, in what they can do? They both love football, and they're big-time competitors. I mean, I remember Kareem, was, very similar things with them. I remember both of them as freshmen, and I, I could tell you each time when I knew these guys were, were special. I think this guy's gonna be a he's gonna be a pro. Yeah, I can I can tell you just and the and the desire to be the best is is, is evident in both those kids. Um, Kareem Kareem is a lot is a little more natural in the sense he can roll out of bed and be the same guy. He was, like what he was doing in the NFL that's somebody was the same thing he was doing in high school. Okay, where David is the guy who works for everything he he's got. You know, it's it's like. And it definitely proves how hard work, but the, the extent and the level that David takes it to is a whole different level. I haven't been around it at this spot as much. But on the field, they both can catch. They're both three down backs. They can both run it. They both, both catch it. They got great contact balance. I think that's a term everybody wants to use nowadays to compare these guys and to compare guys who can stay on their feet and break tackles. But their contact balance, when you watch Kareem and David, is eerily similar. Um, reasons why they break a lot of tackles. I think that 2000. 17 years, David led college football and most uh, broken tackles for us, and Kareem would led the NFL in most broken tackles for us. So it's pretty interesting. Both of those guys did that in the same year and whatnot, but they both can catch the ball extremely well, and they both are willing blockers. So you don't have to take them off the field on third down if you don't want to. You can, you can use them in the pass game. You can use them to protect the quarterback. And um, they're, they're, they're just both, they're, you know, I've been fortunate to be around with both those guys, and they're both like sons to me. I know um, I'm just really proud of being able to say I coach those guys. Well, it certainly sounds like a like a fit in uh, in in the system, and certainly in the Bears' culture that they've been building the last few years. Uh, since I have you on the phone here. Give me a little bit of an outlook uh, for Northwestern's running back situation. Obviously, uh, the, the surprising uh, retirement of Jeremy Larkin last year, and then Isaiah Bowser, such a key piece for the the season going the way it ended up going uh, and, and getting things on the right track last year. Yeah, it was unfortunate with Jeremy um, uh, with his neck injury. I'm just glad we found out about it as well we did. And, you know, Jeremy made it uh, as tough a decision he can to hang him up, but he's been great. He's been instrumental with us uh, preparing these guys 
for the upcoming year. He's, he's going to get into coaching when he's done playing, so he's getting a lot of education of it right now. And it's fun to have him around. He's a great kid, um, and he's going to be a great coach in this thing. But Isaiah Bowser came in, um, the unbelievable job for a freshman in the spot he had to be in. Um, coming through halfway through the year, we're a playoff venture again. If I'm being completely honest, want to save that year, give him a chance to keep growing and maturing. But uh, we needed him, and we needed him at the most critical time of the year. And he helped us have balance on offense. He knew we could throw the ball with Clayton and that great group of receivers we had. Uh, we just had to have some more consistency in the run game. And Isaiah did that. I think he ran for about 860 plus yards in seven games. You know, as a starter. And it was really impressive what he did, and he did it against some of the best defenses who were playing the Big Ten. You know, and, you know, that's a big testament to him being ready and not the moment not being too big for him and him just growing and learning every week and uh, taking the coaching we're giving him. So excited about him. He had a solid spring. Um, he's a guy who has got football ahead of him, and um, we're looking forward to see what he do. we got John Moulton coming back, who's been uh, – been around here for a long time, had the big run against Ohio State in the bowl game. You know, just try to keep him out there and hopefully get that explosiveness and big playability uh, during the season. A, real, a guy who had a great spring who hasn't been around, uh, who missed most of last year, was a guy by the name of Jesse Brown, who um, had a hamstring injury last year. But really impressive this spring, was consistent, did a lot of great things for us. Uh, really hope to get him into the mix as we get into the fall. And then the wild card in the whole group is this young guy, um, Drake Anderson, who I, you know, I played with his dad, so I give him a lot of give him a lot of trouble for that. But <laughs> the kid is uh, really talented, really dynamic. Um, as he continues to learn and grow in this thing, could be a, a special player. I challenge him to be better than his dad, who who graduated as the all-time leading rusher before Justin Jackson broke that. But um, you know, I just want him to be a solid contributor and help us here, and I think he'll do that. I think he's got a chance to be a good player. Yeah, so got- that's our group. I think. Um, our team is really bonded well, uh, replacing some really, really, really terrific seniors. So uh, we got a big test ahead of us coming up with uh, summer workouts, training camp, and then obviously going out to Palo Alto week one. So we're excited. Yeah, Stanford week one, and, and we know Northwestern's got that program heading in the right direction. And, and I got to tell you, it was fun seeing Jeremy Larkin run those routes for Clayton Thorson at his pro day. I mean, he, look, he looked exactly <laughs> the same. I was joking with him. I thought, I was like, hey, you're going to you're gonna, you're gonna go sign a, a tender here? Yeah. To get your contract? Uh, you know, so, yeah, it was awesome. He, he still can, you know, he still plays basketball. So he's still active, you know, um, and then he's around our guys. So it's, he, he's just got an effective smile, great personality. He's a good kid. All right, well, Coach, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, I know Bears fans are excited about David Montgomery, and uh, we really appreciate the insight. I'm excited, too. He's going to be probably living in my basement, so he's going to be an extra babysitter for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, Coach. All right, so interesting stuff there from Lou Ianni. Uh, apologize for the quality of the uh, phone connection. We couldn't really quite get it right, so um, you make do. It was either don't do it or do it, and I wanted to get it to you. So, um... Anyway, apologize for that, but hopefully you were able to uh, make out what he was saying because there's some really good stuff in there, including close to the beginning of the interview. I mean, he straight up said uh, this kid has the best route running ability in hands of any running back I've coached. That's a high compliment um, when you consider he coached Kareem Hunt. 
Uh, he's got a couple backs at Northwestern, including uh, you heard in the interview Jeremy Larkin we were talking about who uh, was pretty good out of the backfield but unfortunately had to retire last season. Th- that's a not only a high compliment but an important uh, characteristic in the scouting report because what have we been talking about this whole time as we were talking about running backs and this fit in this offense? That type of threat out of the backfield, it changes everything for this offense. It's what Matt Nagy has wanted. He's been looking for his Kareem Hunt, so now you get a kid from the same exact offense in college, the same head coach. It's not Toledo, it's Iowa State, but it's the same coach, it's the same system, it's the same ability. We should make note that Ryan Pace actually agrees with the Kareem Hunt comparisons. We made sure to ask him that last night, or at least I did. I made sure to ask him that last night during his uh, press conference here here at Hallis Hall. So that stands out to me. Look, obviously, look, it's not the off-field things that Kareem Hunt is compared to in terms with with David Montgomery. It's it's the way he moves on the field. He just gives you so much more than what Jordan Howard. Look, neither Howard nor Montgomery are, are burners. They're not guys who, who have breakaway speed, but Montgomery has more, more elusiveness in, in tight spaces. He provides more as a pass catcher, and you just look at his highlights. Look, Jordan Howard's, he used to be praised for his ability to break tackles. You watch David Montgomery break tackles in college, it seems a bit different. He seems to provide a, a, a bit more, especially when he faces that contact for the first time. So, I'd look, I said it for, early in this podcast. I said it on Twitter You know, this this past week. I, I like this guy from the get-go. I think it's a great draft pick for the Bears. Well, it, you know, the, the comparison's to Howard, and that's really the guy he's replacing here, so I think it's fair to do that. Um, neither one of these guys are home run hitters. When I say that, it doesn't mean they can't break off a long run here and there, but they're not explosive running backs. That that guy is Tariq Cohen, and it's going to continue to be Tariq Cohen, and that's okay. Uh, where I think that Montgomery could be a little bit better than Howard is you talk about breaking tackles, uh, and this is a guy that broke the most tackles in college football in 2017, but it's not, you know, Howard would break tackles kind of just with his strength, okay? Uh, and he can hit guys and run guys over, and that's a good quality to have. What Montgomery can do is change gears in traffic, okay? Step forward, step back, you know, and he's a little bit more slippery, 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 slipperier than uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, you know what I'm saying there. So um, I, I think it's it's kind of like a a better version than Jordan Howard just in terms of running the football there. But then you add in what he can do as a pass catcher. There's no question Montgomery is better, and it's a big reason why he was drafted by the Bears on Friday night. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but you know, I know, everybody should know that the chunk plays decreased from Jordan Howard this year as opposed to his first couple of years. There are some complaints that, you know, if you're going to have some criticisms of Jordan Howard, that sometimes he needed things almost blocked too perfect. That just does not happen in the NFL, especially with how fast the game is getting. At some point, you need your running back to create and make guys miss. Jordan Howard does not do that in the same capacity as David Montgomery. Now, again, neither player is renowned for their speed. They don't have it. David Montgomery may be a tad bit faster than Jordan Howard, but speed is not his game. But I still think because of that elusiveness, there we can't we can't talk today. That that, that you met. Yes, it is snowing. That, that that you mentioned, and the his ability to break tackles, um, especially that first point of contact. And we saw Jordan Howard go down sometimes with ankle tackles. You know, 
that will will separate him. That will be a difference, especially in Matt Nagy's offense and the Bears' offense when, when you have high expectations for Mitch Trubisky. I, it's going to benefit Mitch Trubisky. This is, again, I want to say it again. I like this pick, and you know they love it here at Hallis Hall. Yeah, I mean, just a final thoughts here. I we've probably spent the twenty minutes here just talking up the guy and saying how great of a pick it is. It is a third-round pick, and the reason why he didn't go in the first round is because of those things you were just talking about. I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the draft. Uh, he's not the most explosive guy in the draft. Uh, he, to his own admission, did not have a great combine. He did not test that well at the combine. Um, so it, it, he's not going to come in and be Todd Gurley. No one's saying that. Um, everything, and I say this over and over again every single year as we get into the draft, everything is about fit. That I don't even think it's that gets talked about enough – as much as it is talked about, I still don't think it's talked about enough because so much of these players' careers end up getting determined by where they are drafted. And I don't mean number or round. I mean actual location. And here, I think you got a high-floor player who's got great character um, that should be able to contribute right away and jump in in this role where... The Bears, he's not going to be the only guy. I mean, Tariq Cohen's still going to be a huge part of this offense. They signed Mike Davis to be a guy. I mean, he's going to be part of the offense too. So, but I think he's going to be able to come in, David Montgomery, that is, into this situation, uh, contribute right away. And again, high floor. I don't know how special he's going to end up being. I don't know how many Pro Bowls he's going to end up going to. But he's going to fit this system and be a valuable piece right away, I think. You have a home run hitter at Tariq Cohen. You have a third down back who could alleviate some pressure on Montgomery and, and Mike Davis. You have a unique chess piece in Cordell Patterson that you could use as a running back in a certain situation, end arounds, all sorts of different things, screens, tons of different things you could do with Patterson and Cohen. That type of combination of skills, it's only going to en- enhance the creativity of, of Matt Nagy. Look, expectations should be pretty high for David Montgomery, but they could ease him into this thing. You, you have other options in that backfield. But that said, with everything we're saying, expectations still should be pretty high for this guy. They're going to lean on him. He should lead the Bears and carries by the end of the season. Yeah, and I think as we sit here uh, in late April, as it's snowing outside, uh, the Bears have, I don't know if fixed is the right word, but solved their running back puzzle that they've we've t- talked so much about over the last few months, trading Jordan Howard, finding the replacement. Uh, I think the outlook is pretty good now at this position group. Now they got a south kicker. they got some other things to south. Uh, as we record this, they're about to make their fourth round pick. Uh, f- we will break down all the picks from the entire weekend on Tuesday's episode, so we'll be back Tuesday with a full length, full breakdown of uh, all the Bears picks, uh, but wanted to get you this shorter episode on David Montgomery, the Bears' first pick of this draft, their third-round pick, uh, and, and what I think I think we both think will be a good fit here for the Bears. Did you bring your shovel to Ellis Hall? No chance. I, I had to dig out my snow brush. I had to find that. Brutal. Ooh, I don't know if I put that in my car. Whoops. Actually, maybe I did. I can't remember. I can't remember. This is just... This is... This is BS. Snow. Get out of here. All right. <laughs> I think it snowed during rookie minicamp a few years ago, actually, if I remember right. I remember, uh, uh, who was, uh, Sutton, Will Sutton from Arizona State, like, flew here, and the first thing he saw was snow, and he was like, what the heck is this? I think he's still in the league. Him and, uh, Jamarcus Webb, right? 
All right, we're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read us, WGNRadio.com slash Bears, TheAthletic.com slash Welcome Adam. Good stuff there. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. And we will talk to you on Tuesday as we break down the entire Bears draft of 2019.